Hey there, thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. We are talking about the issues of loneliness, isolation, and how to overcome them with true friendship and community. For more information on these and other issues, check out Jack's website at jackeason.org. Now here's Jack. I'm grateful that you uh, made a little, a little time for, a, for little old me. I'm, I'm excited about what, what you're doing, um, not only with speaking, but... Um, uh, y- your book, and of course, uh, in the music world, I know they would say we're label mates. I'm not sure what they would say in the. How do they say that in the book world? Because you're uh, is yours with Ravel or Baker? Uh, I'm Baker. Baker, okay, okay. Mine's with Ravel. So kind of kind of book mates, I guess, author mates yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Congratulations. Wow. Thank um, you. How did you find out about that? That I thought, oh, how brilliant to look up who else is coming around. Well, but did no, you come up? Did no, you look it up? They sent me, um, uh, Vicki, um, who was kind of my, I guess, editor, uh, mm-hmm. sent me a list. She said, here's some other authors that have books coming out that are kind of in the realm of what you've been talking about with loneliness or maybe have a tie-in. Um, and um, she mentioned you and, of course, uh, of course your book um, uh, on kindness, Kindness is Courageous. And the, the new one that's coming out, and the fall is, remind me of the title. The Negativity Remedy. Yeah, The Negativity Remedy. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she, she said, hey, this is kind of right in line with, because uh, because mine is uh, The Loneliness Solution. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. sometimes all th- those kind of go hand in hand. So she's like, you, yes. need to, you need to try to connect with Nicole. And, and so I said, this is awesome. So oh. very, how, how did you, how did this whole thing come about? What was your passion or connection to? coming up with the negativity remedy? Uh, This is the information in it is what I use when I speak. And um, so my, the two self-published books I have are just 100 short stories that came out of the newspaper column I write. So uh, they were more, you know, I take those along when I speak and, you know, it's a good source of revenue, whatever. It's just nice for people to have something to take home. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a win-win. And, uh, but people were saying, can, I want your I want your presentation, you know, like, can we have that? <laughs> wow. And I was like, yeah, no, I haven't written that book. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so my very best friend, uh, who is not, she is, she's, um, she's not a believer and I am definitely. And, uh, she said, Nick, I want you to write a book for the rest of us. Um, a how to guide on kindness. She said, because I, I think that what you're doing fits so well in the secular world. You know, it's not just mm. like, she's like, non, non-Christians can be kind too, but we need help sometimes just like Christians do to figure out these tricky situations. And she goes, I just want you to, you know, so it was really interesting. I really feel like God used her because he knows I would do anything for her. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I feel wow. like, so I, I basically sat down in my chair and said, all right, well, let's see what we come up with. And the next thing I know, I had several chapters and that's when I reached back out to my agent and I said, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? And then she reached out to the, you know, we put a book proposal together and then reached out to the publishers and, and it was great. So, um, yeah, it it was, but it was so funny that, that this book now is with a Christian publisher and they've taken out all references to God in it, uh, hoping to, hoping that, you know, the, just the general market will say, Hey, I'm interested in learning. Yeah. So, so many of the principles are like based on the fruit of the spirit and things like that, but you wouldn't really know it unless you knew what, 
you know, yeah, what that was all about. That's that is cool. Uh, I gotta ask this too because I, I, I stumbled across this. You you are uh, have made your television appearance on the the big game show. Oh. How, how did how did you land on the Price Is Right? Uh, okay, so this is fun. I've come to the conclusion in life that we just have to we have to allow people to say no to us. And, you know, instead of living in my little sheltered space, I was like, I'm going to make people start saying no to me. And so I reached out to the Hallmark Home and Family Show on the Hallmark Channel. And I was like, hey, I want to come and talk about kindness. And they were like, OK. And so <laughs> uh, one of the times I went out there to do that, I was taking some of my team members along and I, I wanted to do something free and something very L.A. Um, and so we got we we got studio audience tickets for the price is right and wouldn't you know like nicole phillips come on down awesome wow wow so <laughs> yep and so then i won a car <laughs> did you really yeah oh yeah. my gosh that's awesome yeah, that's it's awesome ridiculous. Yeah. yeah oh my goodness oh my goodness that's cool that's very very cool well how, how did you get into uh before we dive into the negativity remedy itself, how, how did you actually get into writing? Where does that passion for writing come from? You, you mentioned speaking. Did it kind of mm -hmm. come from the speaking first? No, I was a TV anchor for a while. Um, and I don't know, 10 years or so. And I quit that to stay at home with my youngest son. But at that time, I had three small kids and I was very depressed and I was an alcoholic and um, just life was not in a great spot for me. Um, and the publisher of our newspaper in Fargo said, hey, call me. He said, I know you used to be on TV and um, would you be willing to write something for us for our new women's section? You know, would you write about politics or <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. So he he said, um, well, if you think of something that you'd like to write about, let me know. And then I had this crazy interaction with a 17 year old girl in a shiny gold bikini. And it was this interaction of kindness. And that feeling I had after doing this act of kindness, mm. just, I wanted, I wanted to chase it. And, um, and I wanted other people to feel it. So I called the publisher back and I was like, listen, I want to write about kindness and I want people to send in their stories and, uh, so he said, okay. And they gave me a weekly column, but the coolest thing was within a year of writing that column, I had totally quit drinking, quit smoking, uh, refell in love with my husband, lost 30 pounds. It was like a total life transformation. Mm. Wow. And it was through writing that column that people just started to assume that I was an expert <laughs> in kindness, which is a total joke. Um, and started asking me to speak. So I started out speaking, you know, at rotary clubs and women's clubs and things like that. And eventually the venues just got bigger and bigger and, you know, they paid more and more. And then, um, I got to the point where I just said, God, I got to quit. Like I'm snowed in. It's not fun anymore because it's too much. Um, so if you want me to keep doing this, send me someone. Mm. <laughs> and so it was, he sent me three people, three women, uh, approached me after seeing me speak at different event, events and said, I want to help you do what you're doing. Uh, one of them was a stay at home mom with a degree in marketing. And um, so I was like, well, that's so nice, but I'm really sorry. I can't pay you anything. And they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be paid. I want to be a volunteer for what you're doing. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that so God? Like, That's just amazing. Like, yeah, you wanted one. I'm going to give you three and they're all good at different things. So here you go. So now I can pay them a commission off of my speaking events, you know? So, so they, when I get paid, they get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it, it's just, it's just the best to have those, like you said, you have somebody to help you with your schedule or have just a, a teams to take care of things. It's mm, just yes. so wonderful. That's, that's incredible. All right. So the ne- negativity remedy, I, I'm, I'm guessing somehow that was connected to this issue of kindness. How, how did you get into this idea of negativity? Well, they say that you're not supposed to be married to a title. <laughs> did you find that with your book? Did I they did. change your title? They did. They yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. So the, the original title was Kindness for Meanies, like Kindness for Mean People, right? Oh, and yeah. I thought it was hysterical, but when you have to explain the title, it's not a good title. So <laughs> they said, don't stay married to that. We're going to, we're going to work through this with you. And so that's basically what happened is, is, uh, the whole book is based on this idea that we have the choice of perspective and, you know, we got this, we have this little inner meanie inside of us that says, you know, but I want to give him an obscene gesture on the road, you know, or I want to scream because I'm angry at this, you know, child or this coworker or this husband, Um, and so we have to retrain our brains in order to, um, exactly that, to retrain, to get your brain, to go to the space that is not full of the anger and the, the seeing red, but is instead saying, okay, you know, what's, what's this whole situation look and how can I make the best of this situation? Mm -hmm. And. And how can I do it quickly? Like, this has got to be snap, you yeah, know, if we, yeah. yeah. Did you, so there's, mm-hmm. did you come across that? They did change my title too, by the way. I, I liked, we are better together. And, <gasps> and then they thought, okay. Cause the, cause the output of the book is kind of, or the result or the, the place I hope people come to realize is uh, the solution for loneliness is community. But yeah. we, we don't do community really well because we don't do friendship really well. Maybe we don't do friendship really well because we don't know how to be kind. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. we don't know how to be kind because we're too negative. I mean, all these things are kind of hook, hooked together. Did you, what did you come across in your research and preparation and study? Uh, obviously, your column and, and speaking and all that. But did you, did you come across some characteristics that kind of tied together on the negativity spectrum or were they, what what were some of those? Well, I think the most interesting research I found came out of the university of Wisconsin and a guy named Dr. Brad Bushman. And basically he's been doing research on the anger pathways in the brain for a decade or longer. And he uh, has found that there is an anger pathway in your brain that lights up. And um, when we express anger and so it gets better and better at lighting up faster and faster the more that we express anger. So the reverse, though, is true. We can stop ourselves uh, quickly and say, okay, what's an, another way that I can handle this? And then instead of your brain learning, because your brain learns every single day 
the way it, you want it to behave tomorrow based on how you behave today. Mm, and mm-hmm. so if you get angry today, your brain's going to say, oh, I walked into the mudroom and there were shoes everywhere and that made me angry and I yelled. So tomorrow when you walk into the mudroom and the shoes are there, you're going to yell. Mm-hmm. It's going to come faster for you. Your brain is so helpful that way. <laughs> yes, yes, true. So wow. uh, the idea being, if you can look at those shoes, and for me, you know, I, I had cancer in 2015, breast cancer, and I'll look at the shoes and I'll see these pink Crocs sitting in the middle of the floor. And instead of getting angry, I'll think, oh, those pink Crocs belong to my eighth grade son. And my eighth grade son's favorite color his entire life was green until I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then his favorite color became pink. Mm. And it's just enough of a hitch in thinking to say, wait, there's always another way to look at the situation. Am I going with the path of least resistance? Because that's what my brain's always been trained to do. Mm -hmm. Or am I forming new thoughts that will take me where I want to be? And so the idea initially was for me was the question of, do we create a life of kindness, a healthy life that naturally wants to be kind um, in our thoughts first or in our actions first? Because I always thought it was in my actions first. I, I had this act with gold bikini girl and that kind of pulled me out of my rut and showed me another way of looking and doing life. Hmm. But really what it came down to, I was pretty lucky because really what it comes down to, I think is that you, uh, we have to, um, we have to get our thoughts in order. We have to start being kind to ourselves and to other people and, uh, in our thoughts, because what's in your heart Mm. Uh, what is what's in your mind, which comes out of your mouth and, you know, that whole thing. Wow. Yeah. You, you wrote, I'm trying to remember, cause I, I, I looked around on your, on your website too. And I think there was a blog where you, there was some comment or maybe it was a, uh, a topic about the ability to be kind means you have to be able to, to visibly see people. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder even even when the even with this issue of loneliness, sometimes it's because we um, begin to look inward instead of outward. Yeah, get consumed with self. Um, do you see? Did you come across some connections even in your researcher oh. stories that you got from people on this on this issue? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I saw it in my own life. I saw it in other people's lives. That once we can move our eyes off of ourselves and onto other people that idea that this whole depression that kind of sits in and this idea of negativity of why isn't my house nicer? Why isn't my car nicer? Why don't I have a better job? Why, mm-hmm. you know, anything, why do I have 378 cable channels and yet I can't get the game I want to watch? Yeah. You know, it's, um, <laughs> we mm. can find anything to be negative about if we want to. Right. So, mm. Uh, I definitely found that for for me, you know, I lived in a nice house and had three beautiful children and I was married to a wonderful guy, but he's a basketball coach. He's a college basketball coach. And so he gets to leave the house and go stay in hotels and go out to dinner. And, you know, he gets to work outside the home. And I was I, I find when I look back nine years ago on my life when I was drinking so heavily and so much of it was that I was looking at him and I was thinking, well, you get this and you get that. And I'm stuck with this Mm. when (laughs) in reality, you know, anybody could look at my life and say, 
girl, you've got it really good. What are you complaining about? But I had to get to that place myself. Yeah. Wow. This was there, was there in the process of writing this book, what was the, what was the most difficult challenge for you? Um, I had to be really authentic. Um, that's my, that's my a number one rule with myself if, and my friends. Like if we're not going to show up and really show our vulnerable spots, then don't show up. Um, and so there have been times when kindness didn't go well. There's, we fostered a couple of, uh, teenage boys and, um, who came from really, a lot of drug influence in their extended families. And so there are, there are times, you know, one in particular, when I had to say it didn't work, mm. I got burned, he got burned, everybody got burned, but would I do it all again? Absolutely. Mm. Because mm. I know that I was able for six months to show this 13 year old boy what a drug-free, drama-free household looks like. And I was able to speak life into him. And I was able to tell him, you know, all the abuse that you've suffered was not God punishing you. It was preparing you for what he's going to have you do someday to help another human. And, you know, I just, I, I just felt like, was it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Even when kindness doesn't work out. So that was really difficult for me. And then the other thing is um, my mom she and I have had to work through a lot together uh, in my speaking and in my writing because when I was in fourth grade, uh, she married um, a prison inmate and she was a teacher in a prison. And so she ended up uh, falling in love with one of the men in the prison. And I went along with her and would visit um, this, this inmate uh, when she had custody of me because uh, because of the relationship with the inmate, she and my father got a divorce. So there were things, and I have learned, especially, especially in through this kindness journey about forgiveness. And I really wanted to share a lot of a lot of those thoughts on forgiveness within this, mm. um, because lack of forgiveness can make us awfully negative. And I wanted to share that, but I wanted to make sure that my mom wasn't, um, hurt in the process. She wasn't villainized in the process and that people know that I, she was absolutely my, in, my first kindness instructor. Mm. And, mm -hmm. you know, she is a wonderful woman, uh, who happened to at one point make a bad decision and it led her someplace. She didn't know that she was going to go yeah. uh, and, it, and it cost her everything. And so I wanted to be able to share that. So those things are true. And so they take, I don't remember the author who said it, but she said, you know, if you want to be a good writer, just sit down at your computer and um, just start to bleed, <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it takes that. Did you find that in your book? Did you have spots where you were like, okay, this is, this is very touchy or very real. Yeah, well, well, yeah, and I think it's one of the words that you said, which, which, um, vulnerability. Yeah, you know, and and you, you obviously being an author and speaker, there's there's drive and ambition there, just kind of figuring out a little bit, at least, of your personality in this short amount of time. I, I'm I'm probably similar. I, my, the question that I wrestled around with that I would ask you too is because you you said. Um, 
you know, even despite the foster situation that you had, would you do it again? Yeah, you would do it again. And yet a lot of people that find themselves lonely, one of the things that, that I found out and I read from a lot of people is, oh, we've been there, did that. We tried community, you know, we're done. We're not going to try it again. And so I thought, okay, so you're going to choose to be lonely instead of trying again. Why would you not try again? Because to me, it's like you said, you know, I, I may go to a bad restaurant and and the service is bad. Doesn't mean I'm never going to eat again. I just might not particularly go to that restaurant again. But for some reason, is there something culturally uh, happening where it's causing people not even to want to be willing to try again? when it comes to escaping negativity or loneliness that hey, are, are trying community. Okay. I tried that, been there, done that. Don't want to try it again. What, what, is, what I, is, what is happening in your opinion? Is it culturally? Is it technology? What, what I, mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it. I don't, I don't know. Well, my thoughts on that would be that it's, it's what we're feeding ourselves. I was a TV anchor for a long time. And so I, <laughs> I not only reported the news, but I sifted through other news stories and and there's a lot of heartbreaking things out there to the point where we start thinking there's more bad in the world than good. And Mm -hmm. then all of that feeds into our fear and, you know, human nature is to avoid fear, right? We we don't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, well, I know that if I keep myself here inside my comfort zone, inside my safety zone, I might be hurting, but I won't get hurt. Um, I can control the situation. Mm. And so f- as far as that goes, when I speak to people, I talk about what are you feeding yourself? Are you watching the news every night? Are you reading the newspaper? And those are great things. You know, that's that's fine. But we need to have a, a healthy diet, a balanced diet. And so that includes cute puppy videos on Instagram or wherever, you right, know, you've got to. Right. Um, your email inbox should have some sort of a subscription to uh, the positive news stories each day. So if you're getting the email telling you the negative news stories, you're also getting one that talks about the great things that are happening in life. Because so many times people will say to me, there's just more bad than there is in the world or bad, more bad than good in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that just isn't true. It's just that the bad is louder. Yeah, that's true. Wow, that's that's good. That's good. So your book comes out uh, on Baker Books uh, later this fall, The Negativity Remedy, and people can uh, get it, of course, everywhere books are. And if they want to connect with you, I know the website is NicoleJPhillips.com, right? Yes, and if that's too hard to remember, braveandkind.net. Okay, that's <laughs> It'll easy. It'll take you to the same place. Awesome, awesome. Brave and kind. Braveandkind.net. But, well, before before I let you go, because I, I promised uh, 18 minutes or so, is there anything that I haven't hit on that you go, oh, I want folks to know to know this? I know, I know you actually have a podcast of your own, and if uh, folks are listening and interested, you can just, again, go to that same website uh, and... Uh, click on the podcast link and you can find out about it and how to listen to it. And cause you've been doing this a long time. What are you, you're over like a hundred episodes or something now. Yes. We just uh, hit a hundred episodes. Wow. It's kindness podcast. Wow. So okay. it's all about kindness. That's awesome. You know, I would say Jack, I really like people to have a tangible, something that they can do in their hand sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and the one tangible that I would give your listeners would be that, um, when you feel a negative thought pop into your brain, 
it's essential that we reject it, but not only reject it and also replace it. So if I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, ugh, gross, what have you done to yourself? Or if I'm looking, you know, in the grocery store and I see somebody walk in with a very short skirt and I think to myself, why are you wearing that? Um, you know, whatever those thoughts that you don't mean to think, they just pop into your head. Mm -hmm. So when we start thinking about what we think, what we're thinking about, we can reject that thought. And I would literally say to myself, probably a hundred times a day when I started this, I reject that thought. And so that's the first step, but that's not enough to move you away from the thought. So I would have in my pocket, a piece of paper that had nine qualities I was trying to work on in my life. And they were love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm. I did not have those memorized and uh, I'm really bad at memorization. And so I would put them in my pocket. And when I had a negative thought, like, uh, you know, I'd be working out at the gym or something and I would get a, get a look at myself in the mirror and I would think, oh, like, you know, why can't you have more self-control at the dinner table? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I would stop and I'd say, I reject that thought. And then I would say love, joy, peace, patience. And then I'd forget what else was on the list. And so I'd pull out my pocket, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are from, those are the fruit of the spirit. Mm, that's right. Fruits of the spirit from Galatians in the Bible. But for people who um, don't, you know, really associate with that, it doesn't mean anything to them, then uh, find a mantra, find a quote, find something that's a little bit difficult to remember, write it down and carry it with you and then reject and replace those thoughts. So just start thinking about what you're thinking about. And I think you might be surprised um, about the thoughts that we allow into our brains. Wow. that That is really, really good. That is really, really good. Uh, and again, if you want to get connected with Nicole, NicoleJPhillips.com, or what's the other website that goes to the same place? Yeah, BraveAndKind.net. BraveAndKind.net. That's easy. BraveAndKind.net. So um, very, very good. Thanks for uh, making a little bit of time for me today. I'm, I'm thankful. Oh, I'm thankful too. Thank you, Jack. And I am looking forward to having you on the Kindness Podcast in the fall. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. Be sure to check out the website for blogs, videos, and more help on the issues of loneliness, friendship, and community. To get updates on the release of Jack's new book from Ravel Publishing, sign up for an email alert at jackeason.org.